And away we go. This is hour three of the show presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville. Overstreet Properties there. That's where you need to go if you're headed to Starkville for any reason. Now, it might be for a weekend. It might be for several weekends. Maybe you need a condo to stay in when you go into town for a ball game weekend. Um, or ball games. And maybe you're moving there permanently, though. You need a place to live. You're looking at investment property. It could be, I don't know, renting an apartment, leasing an apartment for a student. Any of that. Go to Overstreet Properties. Kane Overstreet and the folks there get you hooked up. Really good people. Glad to tell you about them. Overstreetproperties.com. As I told you... <laughs> Got the uh, presser. Well, yeah, the presser is coming up, so in just a minute, as soon as Mike Leach starts talking and taking questions and stuff, I'll flip over. We'll listen. We'll tune into a little bit of it live. We did that in hour one today with uh, Dan Mullen at Florida as he talked about Ole Miss. He talked about having gone five and four against them as a head coach. That's what he said. And uh, he, said, he said, I had four good trips up there and four bad ones, <laughs> or, or games against them and four bad ones. And then we listened to a little bit of Ed Ogeron as he said that he didn't get specific. He said they only have a few players out right now with COVID and that's it. And uh, talked, you know, highly of Mississippi State. But he does that with all the opponents. That's kind of what you would expect. Is that a 2.30 game, Matt? 2.30 CBS that's on Saturday. Thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, 2.30 CBS on Saturday. And, you know, and I think that's the right move for them because it, it does appear to me that, you know, it's going to be a – you know, if not well, for the the twenty thousand plus that'll be in the stadium, it won't be as loud at two thirty as it would have been if it was going to be seven thirty. Well, no doubt about it. Yes, right. Even if even though there's a few, right, yeah. or a fewer, <laughs> yeah. is the point. I mean, you're exactly right about that. I think they're getting it right in terms of putting that one on two thirty, just because LSU defending champion, and then you have the added intrigue of Leach at Mississippi State. Now you look at the other matchups around the league. Um, and we'll preview some of those. Got two different head-to-head matchups. We might just get one in today, save the other for tomorrow, because you got a bunch of SEC games to look at. So uh, we'll do that. Okay, the depth chart that everybody asked about for Mississippi State. Here it is. At the wide receiver X position. At the wide receiver X position, they list Malik Heath or Cameron Gardner as the starter outside. Two big, tall guys, 6'3", 6'4". Heath has really been impressive, too. Uh, Heath's ability to one-on-one go get the football on deep balls is is really, really good. At the wide receiver H position, which is you know one of your slot guys, uh, Javante Payton is your starter. And then it lists as the backup either Jaquarius Spivey or Garrett Schrader. Then on the other side, you got Y, which is, you know, typically like used for your tight end position, but it lists the starter there, Austin Williams, with the backup as Jaden Wally, the freshman. And then out wide at the Z position, it lists Terrell Shavers. 6'6 transfer receiver from Alabama as the starter, and it lists his backup as Osiris Mitchell or Caleb Ducking or Dante Jones. 
But if you're looking for starting receivers, at least according to the depth chart, it's going to be brand new ones. Terrell Shavers, Malik Heath, and in the slot, Javante Payton and uh, Austin Williams. 6'6", six, six, 200 is Shavers. Yeah. Out of Louisville, Texas. Yeah. And And the thing for Shavers is, I think about halfway into fall camp, he found his motor. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, like get through the conditioning part of it. Now you got your legs under you. You're running more in practice than you ever have. And now you get that second win, and his motor started to come to life a little bit. It really kind of elevated him. So now it's about, okay, you've done it in practice. Can Now can you do it in a ball game? And so I think that's kind of where it is. Um, if we look at quarterback, it lists K.J. Costello or... Will Rogers. This does not emphatically say Costello is the starter. Now, some might find this interesting at running back. Kylan Hill listed as a starter, but Jaquarius Marks, freshman from Atlanta, is the backup. Third string, you know, I say third string. That's not really the way to say it, but you got Dylan Johnson, who's a really impressive freshman, in my opinion, and Lee Weatherspoon, who's a sophomore. Any of those guys could be back up, but Jaquarius Marks is your back up there. He's like a fire plug, 5'10", 195. Right. Uh, Brandon Ruiz has won the place-kicking job, the transfer from Arizona, or Arizona State, that is. So he beat out Chrisman? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So Ruiz got that, and he's going to do your kickoffs also. <clears throat> so so there you go. Um, On defense, let's see if anything jumps out. Starters on the defensive front in a three-man front. The two, uh, let's see, that's Kobe Jones and Marquis Spencer. It ends. Spencer can put his hand down, starting. And in the middle, you got Crumity actually listed as a starter ahead of Nathan Pickering, both sophomores. Your backup on the outside on defensive front are Jack Harris, a redshirt freshman, and Aaron Odom, a junior. And then you go to linebacker, where, you know, basically you have three, but one kind of hybrid in there, depending on personnel stuff. But three linebackers, Errol Thompson in the middle, Aaron Brule on one outside, and Tyrus Wheat, junior college transfer, on the other. Earlier, somebody was asking about Jet Johnson, the kid who from Tupelo High School. He is listed as one of the backups at the... Oh, um, Will position, which is your weak side away from the strength of the offense, weak side linebacker. He's listed as one of your backups there with a true freshman, Rodney Grochi, who um, has looked really good as a true freshman in practice. But that's your linebacker position. And then at corner, um, Asaias Furge has won the starting job at one cornerback opposite of Martin Emerson at the other. Now, backups are DeCameron Richardson, a freshman out of high school, and Emmanuel Forbes, a freshman out of high school. That They are, um, you know, a broken pinky and a rolled ankle away from uh-oh time at corner in terms of experience. So some guys have absolutely got to grow up really, really fast. And, you know, frankly, for State to have any chance of stopping people, I think, on defense, they've just got to stay healthy yeah, at corner. Yeah, unlike the NFL yesterday. 21 oh, key injuries, man. They're going down like flies. Well, and I think that has to has to be directly yeah. related to very little practice. Yeah. 
No um, preseason games where you get used to the contact. That's right. And then lastly on State's depth chart, just uh, we'll kind of round it out. They just put it out there. Still waiting to see if Mike Leach is going to jump up there to the podium here soon, which he will. You're starting what is listed as your starting free safety is Fred Peters, senior. Really had a good camp. Played good at the end of last. Played well at the end of last year. The sort of dog safety they are calling it the bulldog position. That starter is Marcus Murphy. That's that kind of hybrid safety, but roam around a little bit. You may find this interesting. The guy listed as your starting strong safety, the junior London Craft. Okay, so there's that ahead of Dylan Lawrence, a freshman, redshirt freshman. Um, and uh, so that'll kind of round it out. That's your depth chart. We'll see how that works. And we'll uh, hear from Mike Leach in just a bit when he jumps up to the podium. All right. Y'all want to be a part of the show? Please hit me up. If you got questions, let me know. Here in hour number three, presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville. Here is the uh, number to text the country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Or 885-3776. You could call me. I'd love to hear your voice on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. It is 995-1059. Earlier, (laughs) man, how about this? Uh, JB on the text line from Kevin, Kevin G. He texted and he said, at 2.30 yesterday, long before the onside kick, I tweeted that the Falcons are going to Falcon. Heck, as a longtime State of Georgia sports fan, I knew they were going to Georgia Bulldog, Atlanta Brave, Atlanta Falcon, all in one. And <laughs> while that is sort of funny, it sort of stings. And, buddy, it is true. Good gracious alive, it is true. Now, <clears throat> Nick says, are you... For the Saturday, Mississippi State versus LSU. <laughs> and I think what he may have meant, what do you think? You think he was trying to ask me if I'm going? Well, I don't know. Or, or maybe just are you for it? Are, no, I'm are all for it. it. Yeah. Are you wanting that game to be played? <laughs> yeah, Nick, there's a typo in there. Might have to clarify for us. <clears throat> now, what is this here? Let's see here. An unnamed texture said, Lamar refused to test the quarterback whose girlfriend had COVID. They don't, what does it say? They don't make the trip to JP, Jackson Prep. Now Prep gets the loss. And then said, that's BS. Come on, man. But I don't understand. They say, I don't know anything about that. And so by this text, I can't figure it out. They refused to test him so they didn't get to play. Okay, so you may have to explain to me what you're saying happened there. Dennis in Omaha, country pleasing text line, says, what do you think about Memphis canceling their second game in a row due to COVID cases on the team? Could this be a sign of things to come throughout the NCAA this season? Yes. Dennis, I've been saying it for a long time. It's just going to happen. As soon as the schedules came out, they go 10 games for every SEC team. Well, these teams are not going to play all 10 games. I would, if I, I'm, I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I would wager that none of the teams will play all of their games. 
and then be surprised if something else happens. But postponements that will lead to cancellations and stuff, that's just, hey, that's where we are. It, it's a it's a part of this season, and now I think it's it's going to be a reality for everybody. No question about it. It's just a matter of when and how bad. Jason and Flagstaff, in the comment earlier, he is more physical than a free safety. Is he Tank Abbott? <laughs> in my day, free safety was the blitzing DB. Of course, we ran a 4-4 against a bunch of bone and power eye offenses, LOL, yeah. I'm not sure what the texture was talking about with the prep and the uh, Lamar Academy game because uh, prep uh, won last week. They're four and zero, and they play uh, at Taylorsville this week. Yeah, I don't know any details on that. Thanks for that, JB. Because I, I mean, if you hear something, let me know. I'm not there, so I don't really hear that much about it. Uh here we go. Unnamed texture over under two. Uh, Five-star recruits, primetime lands at Jackson State. Five stars? I don't know. Um, I mean, you know how recruiting is. Four-star and certainly five-star players are getting all kinds of financial offers from um, boosters of schools all over the country, and their moms and dads are getting job offers and offers to move to this town and that town, and we'll take care of you after college, and I mean, is Jackson State going to do all that? They might. Hey, in, in terms of Coach Prime uh, living in Texas or remaining, you know, keeping a residence there, I got a message earlier from someone who said that he actually bought a huge mansion in Flora in a gated community, uh, that his wife Tracy is going to stay in Beverly Hills and go back and forth. Dion's going to keep red, residency in Dallas and in Jackson, have two places. Um, I think I have a pretty good idea where that little uh, small home might be. <laughs> that little small home? Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we're talking about. I frequent now. that uh, that area. Okay. It's out near Lake Caroline. Yeah, okay. Uh, Joe texted us. He said, Hey, Matt, predict the score of the state game. Yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. I'll give you a partial score. Give me. LSU 24. I think they'll score 24. Okay. That'd be kind of seem like a not a not a terrible day for state's defense considering you're down there and you're starting, you know, new guys in your secondary. Um I I I'll tell you this. I think if I think if if JB if LSU only scores 24 points then state will win the game. That's what I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I would just like to see a good game. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, yeah. Something that, that keeps you kind of zoned in. Yeah, man. If it's thirty-five nothing at halftime, geez, you always. have to find a lot to talk about. Yeah. Me and Neil, we'll be talking. I look forward to listening to you, man. I'm so looking forward to kind it. of a different uh, different take now that we talk every day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I'm um I'm really glad there's going to be some fans there. You know, even though it's minimal, 20 something thousand, heck yeah. Still. It's like the Cowboys game yesterday. They had 20 something thousand there and it actually was really decent crowd noise. The Chiefs game was pretty good too. It was. Even the minimal amount of fans gives you a little bit of electricity. Yeah. Without them, I'm not even sure I want to go. I'm just being honest. 
as a player, I'd be totally different. I don't care if they're there or not. I'm playing. <laughs> but to have to work it, it's just it's it's different. Predict the score of the game. I'm not doing that right now. I'm going to watch everybody play first. I'm not going to get out here and make an idiot out of myself on purpose. Uh, right, so I, I got a little more information on the prep game. So evidently that it was supposed to have been played Friday night, but was canceled. Okay. So I'm I'm efforting a gentleman that writes for a Mississippi scoreboard. Okay. To uh, see if he can let me know how that that turned out. Okay. It's kind of got my interest. Yeah. Peaked. You now they have your attention, huh, JB? They have your attention. Rhett, Slippery Win Rhett says that he drafted Minshew in fantasy league, but Drew Brees was his keeper. I don't know what any of that means. I don't know what keeper is. I don't know how that equates. I've never done fantasy stuff. I think JB is fast becoming your fantasy football expert, though, because he's the guy who started Matt. Why um, can't I think of his name? Falcons quarterback, Matty Ice. Why can't I think of? His, I'm drawing a. I'm just having a. Do what now? I was answering the phone. Uh, Matt. Um, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Couldn't think of Matt Ryan. You started him on your fantasy team. Yeah, he got me uh, right at 29 points. He, <laughs> he rolls out there and goes for four touchdowns. That's good. Miko's letting us know that Deion Sanders purchased one of the uh, one of Attorney Blackman's old homes. Okay. Okay. That's Ed Blackman. Okay. Former uh, state <laughs> representative as well. Go take a bunch of people out there when first time he comes rolling into his driveway and start chanting, prime time, prime time. <laughs> In your best Chris Berman voice. Yeah, prime time. Rebel Tiger Dog on the Country Pleasing text line says, uh, Leak Academy Rebels continue to roll. Want a shootout Friday night at Starkville Academy. Roll on, Rebels. Go dogs in Baton Rouge. And then um, here's another one here. Says, don't mean to throw a limb in your spokes, but heard a clip you played earlier. The theme of the player's comment was resiliency. Wouldn't resilience suffice? Says this unnamed English teacher. I've heard everyone from preachers to assistant uh, produce managers say it, so I'm by no means picking on that. Maybe I'm wrong. Just tired of mowing grass. Thought I'd send you a random text. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's always good when the grammar police are out there doing their job. They are doing their job. Dad. Because I think you and I both want to um, not really get into the business of, of having to talk, you know, something. Irreconceivable like differences. <laughs> <laughs> or, well. or something catastrophically. Uh, catastrophically. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, I love that guy. Uh, I like that. Yeah, look. I understand what they're saying by resilience. Right. Well, resiliency apparently is not a word. Apparently that word officially re- do, does not would, exist. Would you say that was a resilient effort? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. because that player was resilient, we were able to continue to the yep. course of winning the game. Yep. So you got resilience or resilient. But you don't have resiliency Officially. I'd be tired of the grass, too. (laughs) Hey, by the way, is it not totally, totally apropos for Mike Leach, with his reputation, his personality, to be 20 minutes 
behind on his first game week press conference in oh, Mississippi I have, I have no doubt, man. <laughs> it, it, it's like that, uh, the old Heinz ketchup commercial. <laughs> with Carly Simon in the background screaming, anticipation. Yeah. No, he's a little bit behind. <laughs> it's apropos. It really is. It really is. Um, okay. So just before the music starts here, Coming up later in the hour here, Hour 3, presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville, overstreetproperties.com. Our head-to-head matchup preview for today, which will be presented by a Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty, is going to be in the SEC. We may have SEC matchups all week. As a matter of fact, I think uh, uh, I think that's what um, we'll do. We'll do an SEC matchup. And today we could have done two, but things kind of got pushed around. So we're going to have one of those, we'll go over to winsopedia.com, look at that matchup, and uh, kind of preview it for us. Learn, learn a little bit about the series history. It's always good to be educated on this kind of stuff. We're going to be watching the games. Coming up next, we'll tune in to the Mike Leach press conference a little bit, kind of see what he's saying. We'll do the whole thing, but some of it. Some of it, we'll do that. That's coming up. Assuming he's there. We're 21 minutes in county right now. <laughs> We're going to give him, we're going to take points off his press conference because he was tardy. Hey, somebody sent me a screenshot. They're all on Zoom, just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, <laughs> waiting on him. And the pun, you'd love this, the pun that was sent to me by my friend says, everybody is Zoomed out right about now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> waiting on the pirate. <laughs> That's it. All right, y'all stick around. We'll be right back. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. Pookie on the uh, country-pleasing text line, 885-3776, says, Leach must have found the country-pleasing charcuterie board on the way to the Zoom meeting. Is that how you say that, charcuterie? Yeah, that's it, man. It's one of Jake's favorite things. Yeah. He calls it charcuterie. Close enough. Yeah. Horse duvers. Hey, look. Look, look, horse look, the orbs. That's it, horse the orbs. Look, little birdie told me that Mike Leach is very fond of country pleasing sausage. Yep. He seems like he would be, man. Yep. He's got a buddy who grills out for him all the time up there in Starkville, and that's one of the things that they always have on the grill. Hey, all man, right. Next time he's grilling out, if you can get me in, I'd, I'd yeah. like to go hang out with him. For I would too. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, man. Just spend an evening. Sitting around the grill, talking, yeah, eating, mm-hmm. listening. Well, let me tell you something else a little birdie told me about Mike Leach. Yeah? Somebody asked him, hey, coach, you know, you, you bought this place out here. Like, he bought this house. It's a like, great big house on a big piece of land out there. And it's got a lake on it. But it's a lake that's shared by, like, three other big places. So there's this area on the lake where it's kind of like a beach you know, <laughs> and he said, coach, you know, until your wife and everything gets down here permanently and moves down here, like when you get home from practice or whatever, you know, you just go home. Like, what do you do? You just sit around and watch TV or what? He said, no, I, I go swimming out in the lake. And this person said they were like, in that lake out by your house. And he's like, yeah, I just go down there to the beach and just go swimming, hang out, you know. 
He says, Coach, you know, like, there's snakes and stuff in there. And he's like, ah, that's whatever. There's no st-. And the person said he told him, well, you also know that, like, from time to time, just randomly, alligators will show up in bodies of water around here. <laughs> that changed his mind in a hurry, didn't it? No. He said, ah, it's not a big deal to me. He goes, he started telling stories about swimming down in Key West and seeing barracuda and things like that. Man. So he's just he goes out and just goes swimming in the lake out by his house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where you been, Coach? Oh, we down there at the cement pond. Mm-hmm. The cement pond. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, let's do the head-to-head matchup preview right now. Uh, hold on, I gotta plug that sucker in. Hang on, we'll do it right now. I promise we'll do it right now. If everybody just hold on a minute. Give me a second. Alright, let's do it right now. <laughs> the head to head matchup preview on Winsipedia.com is presented by Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. Help you buy or sell that piece of property. Are you looking for some land out there, you know? Recreational property, timberland, waterfront. He can help you out. 360-degree interactive drone touring. You can see the property you're looking at without ever even going. If you're selling property, he'll get you comprehensive Internet traffic reports for your listing. Matt Anderson, 601-408-5155. That's Matt Anderson. Yeah, I played that one because Tennessee is going to South Carolina. You know, JB, South Carolina is a team that we almost never talk about on this show, isn't it? Yeah, because they're not really relevant. They really aren't. They just don't seem I'm relevant. I'm just saying. <laughs> Tell us what you really think. I'm not throwing shade on the old... Uh, hey, here you go. Hey, what'd they say? What'd they say? <laughs> now I gotta say it. <laughs> yeah, so, alright. Tennessee is at South Carolina this weekend. All-time series. Tennessee leads it 26-10. to 10. You can find all this information at winsopedia.com. Wins I... Wikipedia.com, serious history, and a little bit of everything else. There's a heck of a website there. Kind of give you all the details you need. Still waiting on Mike Leach, by the way. Y'all just keep, y'all hang on. If we don't get him in this hour, maybe Jake could get him on the next one. We're just talking about his press conference. All right. Uh, Tennessee leads the all-time series with South Carolina 26-10. to 10. There have reportedly been two ties or something, forfeits or something in there. Heck, I don't know. Two ties, I don't know. There it is. Uh, Tennessee, as you can see, has sort of dominated it. But recently, most recently, they have not dominated it. It all started changing very recently. Let me explain it to you, shall I? The largest margin of victory in this series was Tennessee winning it 54 to nothing back in 1929. The longest win streak in the series belongs to Tennessee. Twelve straight wins in the series from 1993 until 2004. 
but South Carolina won three in a row from 2010, 11, in 2010, 11, and 12. As you know, Tennessee downturn. South Carolina has been a little better here in recent years. So here's, here's the best way I can describe this to you. So we talked about a 12-game win streak in the series from uh, 93 to 2004, 12 in a row. If you look at the timeline, the the teams played way back in ancient history, like we said, 1903, you know, 1916, 1929, and then they didn't play each other from 1929 until again in 1965. When they started playing again in the 60s, Tennessee started winning every time they played. Tennessee won in 65, beat them again in 66, beat them in 69, 70, and 71. Then after that ball game in 1971, they did not play again until 1992. Okay, in '92, Johnny Majors, then the head coach at Tennessee, went to Columbia, South Carolina, to play South Carolina, coached by Sparky Woods, head coach South Carolina. South Carolina won that one in '92, 24-23. After that. Tennessee went on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-game win streak in that series all the way up until 2004. Okay, now we get to the details. Why I said recently. South Carolina has won three out of the last four. Now, Tennessee beat them last year 41-21, but prior to that, Carolina had three in a row, 16, 17, and 18. If you go back to the 2010 season when Steve Spurrier was coaching, and it was uh, Derek Dooley's first year at Tennessee, starting in 2010, South Carolina has won six out of the last ten in the series. So overall, the whole Tennessee-South Carolina thing overall is certainly lopsided towards Tennessee. But recently it's not. In fact, like we like we point out, there's 10 wins in this all-time series for South Carolina. Well, six of them have come in the last 10 years. So most recently, South Carolina has kind of had the upper hand. And of course, you know, historically. But Related how, to Spurrier, huh, you think? I absolutely do. And the fact that Tennessee went downhill, they had Lane Kiffin for one year, and then they hired Dooley, mm-hmm. and that didn't work out. South Carolina has something that Tennessee does not have. A Heisman winner. George Rogers. That's right. Running back George Rogers. You can go to a South Carolina game in Columbia now, and he'll be parked outside the stadium with his trophy. You can walk right up and have your picture with it. (laughs) Yep, true story. (laughs) All right, we'll wrap up the hour next. Stick around. I've been corrected. I love it. Sounds like you found Jesus. <laughs> well, let's see. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Come on in, boys. <laughs> Come on in, boys. The water's fine. That's look. It. I um. Uh, no, uh, like in um, uh, PTI, the show on ESPN. Uh, pardon the interruption. They have somebody who fact checks them during the show. I need that every day. My man, RLD Studio, on YouTube, helping me out over there at Winsopedia. 
He said it's hard to see the ties on the chart, but South Carolina, Tennessee did play in 1942. So they did play once between 29 and 65. I said that they had not played between 29 and 65. And I was wrong. Thank you. Appreciate the heads up. Hey, hey, heads up. You can only get better when you acknowledge your mistakes and move forward from them. That's right. Every day you either get better or you get worse. Nobody stays the same. There's only one way to get better. Tighten up. Better tighten up. Hey, y'all, tighten up. Defense. (laughs) Tighten up, defense. I mean, who's why are they even saying that? Uh, What is that? Oh, is he coming in? Oh, it's Mike Leach. He's breathing in. I'm sorry. I'll turn that down. And Mike Leach is here. Is that his microphone? Uh-huh, and he that's his microphone. Uh, satisfied is not a word you use around this time. All right. Here's the Mike Leach press conference. 40 minutes. Opening the season. Uh, I would say we're a work in progress. I, I think that um, we're a work in progress. I think we're getting better. I mean, most of what we see is encouraging. And uh, everybody wants everything perfect all the time. Um but we are seeing great energy, and uh, so we want to get closer to perfect and uh, and do it even faster. You know, I mean, that's what you're always working on, and uh, no matter what happens, you're working on that. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, the biggest thing is is we got some explosiveness, but we want to have some consistency. We want to, we want to, uh, uh, you know, we we want we want to stay explosive, but we uh, we want to have. Uh, uh, higher on base percentage. How would that? How's that? Thank you. Next, we'll go to Steve. Coach, uh, some interesting uh, developments with the depth chart there, and uh, Terrell Shavers edges out Osiris Mitchell there. What was kind of the deciding factor in giving Tyrell the, the nod? I don't know if they if if they really edged out, you know, per se. Um, you know, I, th- I do I do think Shavers has been more consistent lately, but, you know, we're going to play with eight receivers and um, roll them in. And so Cyrus, Osiris is right in the thick of it. I mean, really it could say or, you know, but um, um, uh, I do think Shavers has practiced more consistently lately. Um, and I do expect uh, – I do expect Malik to play uh, quite a lot. You know, I think they both will, and in, in the end, it wouldn't surprise me if it came out even. Go to Ben Portnoy. Mike, just general housekeeping. Are you guys expecting any absences or anything like that this week, or are you guys pretty much good to go? Uh, we're good to go. Yeah, 100% healthy. Just do, just another consecutive uh, working on another decade of perfect news with regard to. Uh, uh, health and participation. <laughs> You're Joel. tuning into the Mike Leach press conference today on Zoom. Game week presser. He's taking questions. It still has the or uh, between those two. Uh, I, I'm assuming KJ been playing with the ones a lot that, that he might get the starting nod, but just wanted to, to ask, you know, has that been determined officially? Uh, I, I expect KJ to start. Will's doing a great job. I expect KJ to start. Robbie. Hey, Coach. It's, it's been such a strange few months for you since you've been on campus. You were hired and, and, and the season and, and everything kind of uh, broke out with the, with the pandemic and all that stuff. 
just interested in your thoughts on on how everything's going for you as a head coach and finally getting a chance to get out there and, and coach a football game uh, with your team. Well, we're all excited about that. I think it's gone for me like it has kind of for um, <clears throat> everybody in the SEC and uh, <clears throat> uh, what would it be, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. I mean, it's gone the same for me is those guys i mean we're very very excited we get to play we're thrilled that uh we get to be with our guys and uh go out there and practice and then we're really excited about the game uh coming up and uh and we're even more excited because you know we're um we started uh, two weeks later but um i think that um uh you know just the there, there's there's been the ups and downs and the distractions and so working through that and so i guess in our case we work through the distractions wait them out really and then um uh you know but when we hit the field uh just try to embrace all that and uh you know and i do think uh there's been a lot of enthusiasm because i think that uh on our team's part there's a certain amount of uh relief uh when they get out there and they get to play because it feels normal it feels structured uh, it's a period of time where it's not distracted, and then it's a breather from, uh, <clears throat> you know, just some of the joyless atmosphere that's uh, been going on. So, <laughs> go to Paul. It seems like you had a pretty good battle at place kicker two with Arizona State transfer Brandon Ruiz and, and say, say, say it real, real quick, guy, louder, louder some about Arizona State. State. He's getting a question about um, Brandon Ruiz, the kicker, and and uh, you know the transfer winning the job at place really kicker. Good, they're both really good, and uh, you know we tee them both up all the time. Uh, but Ruiz has done uh, some really good things, and you know he's really explosive. The ball explodes off his foot, and I think that um, uh, yeah, we've been pleased with uh, uh, the fact that we have two guys that we think are pretty good. We'll go to Gary. Coach, I know a lot of teams simulate noise when they're preparing for a road game. Are you having a way to simulate uh, maybe where 25% is the capacity in practice to maybe how that's different from a normal preparation week? Yeah, we kind of treat it like we do practice. Uh, they, they, no, the, the noise um, in the, the, our, uh, our last, uh, and we're going to work on the, the speakers a little, our last uh, stadium deal with the noise, which was uh, last Thursday, um, it was loud-ish. Uh, we want it louder, and then and and probably louder than maybe some of the stadiums will be. But the biggest reason is is um, uh, <clears throat> first of all, it's my hope that these stadiums aren't empty all year long, and I you know and I don't know if that may be wishful thinking. And then the other thing is. Um, you know, what I like about the noise, even if uh, <clears throat> the stadium's relatively quiet, is you have to be alert on your communication and communicate nonverbally. So uh, this week when we go uh, out there on Thursday, you know, we're going to get this thing uh, uh, cranking probably illegally loud based on uh, game experience. You know, uh, nobody follows it, but everybody's... Uh, uh, Loudspeakers are supposed to be a certain, you know, only so loud, I guess. Or at least the Pac-12 had a rule like that. Maybe they don't here, but 
Um, <clears throat> you were only supposed to go so loud. And then, of course, when they needed a third down, that thing would get, you know, louder than hell. But, um, <laughs> uh, no, we're going to get that thing cranked up. Uh, to, 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 you know, try not to hurt our ears too much. Uh, um, <clears throat> try to get some uh, annoying sounds, you know, that are annoying and distracting. And then communicate non-verbally so that, because uh, if you can do it that way, it's uh, um, <clears throat> it's all the tighter if you have the ability to talk, you know. That's great. And then, <clears throat> if, you get, if you get it really loud and we do a good job, uh, heck, we may be able to win a charades championship if we go against somebody in some category like that, you know, because <laughs> as we signal. <laughs> Classic Leach. <clears throat> Oh man, and hey, and JB, our media is gonna have to wise up, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I they mean, are. and look, if because if he opens the door and says, you know, we got to make some noise at practice on these speakers, and so, you know, some Turn really up the decibels. We got yeah. He said we got to come up with some really annoying noises. Well, the follow up <laughs> has to be, well, coach, like what kind of annoying? What what are the most annoying noises yeah, out there? And have, yeah, get him going, guys. Yeah. Come on. Gotta throw that bait to the shark. Yeah, you know what? And I was thinking about this. You I'm know, working, I, glad they're working on their on-base percentage. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the baseball <laughs> team's excited about that. I guess he thought since he's at a baseball school, he had to, <laughs> he had to do a baseball reference. Yeah, because well, as we know, Brooks says it's easy to get to the college world. That's Series. right. It's easy. Apparently not. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> Look, uh, the thing about Leach. Everybody makes a big deal out of that speech he gave years ago about the opposing locker locker room. Mm-hmm. You know how initially the first one he ever did, he talked about state. Mm-hmm. But he all people forget he also mentioned LSU. I'm gonna go back and find that. He also mentioned the visiting locker room at LSU, and he said, and I quote, "You're in the locker room and there's these really low ceilings at LSU." He said, I'm standing back there in the corner. It's kind of humid and muggy in there. And he said, and right above my head, there's this exposed pipe. He said, and it's wet. There's water dripping off of it. And there's moss growing all over the outside of this pipe. He said, so we're in the locker room, but right over my head, he said, there's this steaming, hissing pipe. He called it a steaming, hissing pipe. I know that pipe. I've seen it. It is low ceilings in there. Your taller players have to duck to go underneath this steaming, hissing pipe. I've actually been in that locker room. Well, Back you've in seen the, it. Uh, Mid seventies. Well, you've seen it. You've heard the hiss. Probably looked the same then. As and then you walk out, and there's that tiger sitting there waiting on you. All right, see y'all tomorrow. See ya!